welcome to the Find Your Path podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and defining your own unique path at work and in your career. I'm your host, career and leadership coach, Michelle Yu, and I'm here to show you what's possible in the realm of your career, which starts by unlocking the power of your mind. Life is way too short to be following someone else's path, and you should work on the things that you enjoy. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Find Your Path podcast. I'm excited to be diving deep into this episode with you today about things they don't teach you in business school. So as I was doing some year-end cleanup on my desktop, I realized I had this whole thing outlined, but I haven't done a solo cast on this before. There was an episode a couple episodes back with my friends Amelia Noel and Sarah Lim about breaking the MBA brain, which is found on episode 28, which you can go back and listen to. But I thought I would come on today as a solo cast and share a little bit of my personal perspective of what they do not teach you in business school. So by way of introduction, and for those that don't know, I got my MBA at Duke University Fuqua School of Business. And it's now been five years. It's crazy how fast time has gone by. But it's been five years since I've gotten my MBA, and the program that I did was called the Cross-Continent Program, and it allowed me to continue working my full-time job while going to school. So it was an intensive 18 months. I did some distance learning, and I flew to meet my business school colleagues all around the world every, I want to say about three months or so. And then we came back and we did distance learning for the remainder of the time. So it was a really good blend of both in-person and travel, and it just fit my lifestyle well. Actually, I take that back. It was very intense, but I knew when I went into the program, I wanted something that was going to be intense and quick and dirty, and that's what I signed up for. So it's been about five years since graduating business school, and I want to give an honest assessment about my experience from going to graduate school, what I learned from that process, and for anybody who is actually considering going to school, the things that they don't teach you necessarily in business school. And anyone that you speak to, if you are on the journey of thinking about going to business school, everyone's going to have a completely different experience. So for the record, this is just my own personal take on my experience. And I can't say that it's going to be the same case for anyone that you speak to that has an MBA. So the first thing is going to school for a higher education degree is super expensive. I personally spent about 150000 on my degree, and I did this without taking out any loans. It's probably one of my greatest accomplishments professionally and personally. And to me, I wanted to make sure that the investment would be completely worth it, and that was my intention going into it, and I would say that I got my worth out of it. 
So going to school had its benefits, like allowing me to have more confidence in my corporate position because I had a stronger knowledge and technical understanding of the foundations of business. But to caveat, you don't actually need these things to be successful, just for my own personal sake, because I was in the world of private equity and technology investing, I wanted to understand that language so that I could essentially keep up with the colleagues around me and what they were talking about. So going to business school allowed me to better expand my view of business, to understand the common language, and not to say that I'm a financial expert, but just to understand the bigger pieces and be able to follow along with the language of business, which oftentimes revolves around understanding and talking about financials. So for me, I would say that going to school was worth it. I got my return on investment pretty quickly in one of the previous episodes I talked about my salary progression and how I was able to 10x my salary and I think because of this MBA degree it allowed me to fast track that 50% jump in compensation post finishing business school. But I want to say that there are a lot of things that business school did not teach me. And for the record, you can still learn how to understand the language of business and financials even outside of business school. There are some people who are even more savvy with it because that's their nature of their work and they don't need a business school education. So for me, because I was in a very different field, it allowed me just a better perspective from a completely different department that I typically don't have a view into. Okay, so with that being said, there are still a lot of things that business school did not teach me. And these are really core foundational pieces that I would actually say matter in how much money you make and how successful you become. There's this one quote from the Carnegie Institute of Technology that says, 85% of your financial success is due to your personality and ability to communicate, negotiate, and lead. Shockingly, only 15% is due to technical knowledge. So with that being said, there are a lot of things that business school doesn't necessarily teach you as it relates to those softer, non-technical skills. And I want to list them below. The first is how to sell, market, and brand yourself. The second is around emotional intelligence that's required to lead a team to navigate workplace politics. The third is they do not teach you how to regulate and take care of your thoughts and your overall mental and emotional health. And this is going to be a big one that I will dive into. And then the fourth is the mindset to take a leap into entrepreneurship. A lot of people think going to business school will then give you the tools to become an entrepreneur, and I want to dispel all of that. So let's start with the first thing that they do not teach you. Business school will not teach you how to sell, market, and brand yourself. In fact, I want to say that it becomes this echo chamber and a vacuum of people who have such homogenous backgrounds that they don't even know how to differentiate themselves anymore. 
Think about it this way. When you go into business school, the schools are evaluating you based on your GMAT score, your industry and what you're doing, and maybe a few other things that make you stand out or that differentiate you. But you're being placed in a container with so many other people who actually look like you and have similar backgrounds. So then it becomes even a bigger echo chamber of people from similar backgrounds. And for me, I recognize that the way that you actually find your leading edge is being able to differentiate yourself better, being able to market and talk about yourself, being able to sell yourself. They don't teach you that at all. You know, you can take a marketing class and learn how to market a product or general business marketing, but then a lot of times where people fall short is when it turns onto them and then they're the ones required to sell and market themselves and do so effectively in a crowded and competitive space. The second thing they will not teach you on is about the emotional intelligence required to become a leader and to be able to be an effective leader and navigate workplace personal dynamics and workplace politics. Some of the schools might actually teach classes on leadership, but studying leadership and actually being in the weeds and doing it look like very, very different things. Leading is a very experiential thing that professors aren't really equipped to being able to teach their students. It has to come from true industry experience and doing it day in and day out. And I think this is what made my experience a little bit different than my colleagues because I was one of two people in my business school program that came from an HR background. So I was already very accustomed to dealing with people matters, whether it be confidentiality or just mediating between different parties. So I had to learn and pick this up. But I saw a lot of other folks who were maybe a little bit more analytical and numbers driven who really struggled with the emotional intelligence piece and wasn't then able to effectively work with other people because they hadn't trained that part of their skill set. So business school doesn't teach you about emotional intelligence. You might study it and you might actually know how it applies theoretically, but then being able to bring it into practice and in real life situations that matter, like when you have a difficult coworker, what do you do to resolve it? They don't teach you how to navigate through that. The third thing, and this is important, where I, in retrospect, probably needed a lot more help than normal, was learning to regulate my emotions and my mental health and taking care of the thoughts that pop up. Because what happens when you put a bunch of really ambitious, high-achieving type A people together who are ultra-competitive and want to get shit done that becomes a clusterfuck of just a lot of competition and potential narcissism and not feeling good enough. It really kind of amplifies those underlying thoughts. And I wish that I learned that or I wish that someone told me that would happen or that would be the case the moment I put myself in that type of situation. 
So business school doesn't teach you how to manage your thoughts and your overall mental and emotional health, which I think is so crucial because as rising business leaders, this is always going to be the case. You're always going to be wanting to strive for more. You're going to be put in situations that feel like a stretch out of your comfort zone. You're going to find periods of imposter syndrome, of low self-worth and How do you actually navigate through that? I wish that I had done coaching or came into coaching while I was in school because that was really when I needed it. When I got thrown into business school, I felt like such an imposter. I felt like I was spiraling, that I didn't belong. And I think in those crucial moments, that's really when we need to learn the skills of how to manage our mental and emotional health and how to really take care of ourselves. If you know me, you know that I'm a very big mental health advocate, and I think it's even more important that high achievers and type A personalities learn how to take care of their emotional and mental health, especially in competitive and cutthroat environments. And that's something that could easily amplify that noise if People haven't learned the skills on how to mitigate it. And the last thing that business school will not teach you is the mindset required to take that leap into entrepreneurship. So I see people who come to me and they come up with all these stories like, oh, of course you're able to start a business because you have a business school background. And then I also hear other people's stories thinking that they have to go to business school to start a business. And I honestly want to just wipe that completely clean because business school and going to get a higher education in a certain area of business doesn't mean that it will set you up for entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is one of those crazy personal development journeys where it really comes down to that mindset initially when you start. So many people who haven't adjusted their mindset and are still taking their employee brains into how they're running and operating their business are going to inevitably fail. If you're taking your student brain and trying to operate a business and create a business from a place of trying to follow and copy what everyone else is doing to give you ideas, you're going to fall on your face. And this was one of the biggest things I had to really work through the moment that I became an entrepreneur and started to go into business for myself, is that even though you might know the technical knowledge of what it takes to run a business, to actually put yourself in that position takes a completely different rewiring of how you see the situation. I don't think I was able to effectively convey this last year when I wrote up the outline for this because I was still so new into business. I was like maybe six months into business And then now I'm like about a year and a half into business and I recognize even more foundationally how important it is to completely up-level your mindset and to get into a different gear to become a successful long-term business operator. Because studying business and cheering for entrepreneurs on the side and mentoring them 
while you're on the sidelines is completely different from actually being the person in the seat that is driving and steering each and every single business decision. It takes a lot more self-trust, a lot more self-confidence, being able to create your own vision and have the confidence in what it is that you are trying to service or sell. I guarantee you, you will not learn this at school. And if you do want to become an entrepreneur, the best way to become an entrepreneur is not by sitting behind the books and the fancy degrees, but by actually getting yourself in the waters, like throwing yourself into the waters and just doing it. And learning to unwind that good student employee mindset is so crucial. The mindset behind entrepreneurship is just something that no no one can teach you and you just have to go through by yourself. And one more tidbit for anybody who is listening and thinks that they want to start a business for themselves and thinks that business school is going to be the solution to doing that. I just want to reemphasize that when you're in the seat, not everyone is going to understand what you're doing. Not everyone is going to buy into that vision, and that's okay. That's why it's even more important to have your own back and have a really solid mindset to counter all of that. The last thing I'll say on this is before, in the early stages, when I was starting my business, I got a lot of comments from people who would tell me how to do things and running my business, and they would give me all this feedback and all this advice. And while I was still really on shaky ground, I would sort of listen to them and see what they had to say. But as an entrepreneur, you have to build up your own self-belief so that you know you have all the decisions. And I think originally I would get really defensive when people don't understand what I'm doing or they just didn't see eye to eye or they try to give me this feedback about how I should be operating differently. And at one point, I just made this mental switch in my mind, like, look, a lot of people aren't going to be in the same arena as you if you want to start a business. Speak to people who have also started businesses, as opposed to those friends that are in nine to five jobs and being an employee for someone else. If they haven't done it and they don't know what it takes, then don't listen to them and learn to trust your own judgment. Again, this is a really big thing that people don't really talk about and those who have gone through the journey themselves will understand. But if you're thinking going to business school is going to solve that mindset, you're going to have to look somewhere else. All right, I am going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) That was my little rant and vent. (laughs) But I'm just really passionate about this. And for those that have questions on how to take that leap, I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. But I want to really help level set that conversation. You don't need to spend a six-figure investment to start a business. You just do it. And there are plenty of people who haven't gone to business school but are equally successful and are able to make a lot of money running their own businesses because they just threw themselves into the deep end and tried it out. All right, now I want to do some myth busting around the limiting beliefs that we have around going back to get a higher education or degree. The first myth is thinking that the degree itself is going to get you where you want to be. 
Some people think that, all right, I want to go from path A to path B. I'm not sure how to get to path B. So I'm going to fit in this box of business school in between. And hopefully it'll translate to what I want at the end. Business school is not going to be some sort of magic bullet to solve all of your career woes because you have to actively plan and strategize how to get there. One of the best pieces of advice that a mentor gave to me while I was in the application process of applying for school is to at least have an idea of what it is that you want to get out of going to school. The people who have an idea of where they want to be early on in that process are going to be able to accelerate and take those results even faster. If you tune back to the episode Breaking the MBA Brain with two of my good friends, they share about how they thought business school would give them that clarity within their career, but it actually caused even more confusion. So go in with clear intentions. The second myth I want to bust is to think that once you have this degree or certification, you will become more confident. And this is also not true because confidence is a state of mind. And I know so many people who have the fancy degrees, who have those certifications, and who have this picture-perfect resume and they still don't feel confident. They still feel like an imposter. And for honestly, like that was me (laughs) for a very long time until I learned how to manage my brain and learn some tools and skills on how to actually move past the barriers and get out of my own way. So thinking that a degree or a certification will miraculously armor you with confidence is a complete myth because the confidence really comes from the thoughts that you tell yourself and the better you are about learning to manage those thoughts that you tell yourself, that inner dialogue, that nipping voice that wants to tell you that you're not good enough, that is what's going to translate to being more confident, not the degree itself. You might be looking at me and completely in disbelief at what I have to say, thinking that, well, I have an MBA and a resume that I'm proud of, so of course I am confident, but that is just simply a story that we tell ourselves. And I really want to go back to the point that confidence is a complete state because even if you have those things and you are armoring yourself with all of these fake, not fake degrees, but these fake pieces that are trying to prop up your confidence, it all kind of falls apart if you just don't believe in yourself. That's the core of all of this is learning to believe in yourself and learning to have your own back, especially during the times where it feels really icky and where it feels like you're just not simply good enough. I know plenty of people who have these amazing backgrounds on paper and then come to me and they'll speak to me saying that they feel they're not good enough and They still feel like they need to do even more and more to compensate for this lack of not being good enough or feeling like there's some sort of void. I see this so often and that's why it really comes down to learning to manage that emotional and mental health and how you see things because look, the goalpost is always going to move. People are always going to want to do more, be more be better, be more successful in so many ways. 
but it's learning to leverage and honor and celebrate every little thing that you have right now, as opposed to saying that you'll be confident when you have this, you'll be confident when you do this, or when you get recognized by XYZ. The goalpost is always going to move. And It's about being able to just bring it back to where you are now and being able to celebrate the existing state that you're in, because that's what's going to allow you to move forward. Not the degree, not the thoughts about the degree, but the thoughts about yourself. All right, this was a fun episode for me to just come on and sort of rant, to be honest. I just feel like I'm on my soapbox here, but hey, it is my platform, so I have the ability to say what I feel. And I just want to encourage anybody, whether you're on the MBA journey or you've completed the MBA journey, it just really comes back to recentering and regrounding back into yourself. Sometimes we forget who we are. Sometimes we forget what we have to offer but it's definitely there somewhere and it just might need some dusting off. All right, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. I love and appreciate each and every one of you that come on and just jive with me every week. If you aren't already, come follow me on Instagram. There's much more fun content there, much more digestible short snippets that you'll get. I'm at michelle.k.u on Instagram. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, michelleku. And I look forward to seeing you all next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you found this episode valuable, will you take a moment to share it with someone you know in need? Or better yet, take a quick moment to write a review so that others can find and access this content more easily. New episodes get released weekly, so hit subscribe to stay tuned for more future content.